This week on The Business of Lifting Weights, we talk all about websites. We'll discuss how to properly structure your website layout and content to make a huge impact on your business. All right, what's going on, guys? This is Dave Thomas. And this is Brian Pritz. And we're back with episode 24 of The Business of Lifting Weights. Today, we're going to talk all about websites, uh, something that we've put a ton of work, trial and error, research into that is his expertise. Um, And the websites really matter. Um, A lot of the times, people really leave a lot on the table as far as conversions, generating traffic, generating trials. Um, We rely on word of mouth and referrals so much. which is great. Obviously, you want to, you, the majority of your customers to, to come that way, but there's no reason your website cannot contribute a large percentage of that as well. So the idea kind of behind it is you get the referrals and the community um, down pat, which you know most people do a great job of, and then you also get the uh, website working hand-in-hand. Hand. You have two sources of lead generations, and then next thing you know, your gym is operating pretty optimally. Yeah, um, one thing to kind of touch on on that is when we started five years ago or almost six years ago, um, we were probably what, like 95% word of mouth, yeah, something like that. Um, And since we've been getting better um, with our website and our SEO and all that stuff, um, that word of mouth has dropped to 80% and 20% um, of people come from uh, just Google SEO searching, um, stuff like that tools that we've basically implemented to um, get these people from online searches to come to our our gym. Um, and so we still have the referrals there, but we've also added an extra 20% uh, of members per month based on what we do online. So Yeah, so it's, um, it's very, very helpful stuff. And I know I've learned a ton, like full disclosure, I know absolutely nothing about websites, how to generate trials, pretty much anything to do with them as far as the back end, the search engine optimization that we'll talk a lot about. Um, and so Pritz will be sharing a lot of good stuff on that. Um, he's had a career in doing that prior to coming on board at Performance 360. Um, so a lot of good knowledge with that. Um, before we kind of get into that, just real quick, guys, I do want to plug a few things with the show. Um, if you haven't listened to episode 23, we had Christmas Abbott on. It was amazing. Um, she talked all about pure business gym ownership. So a lot of podcasts and stuff that she does. A lot of times people kind of focus on the, the personal side with her, but we just pretty much did 60 minutes of straight business talk and she has a lot of good stuff in there. So make sure that you go back and check that out if you might have missed that over the holidays. Second, if you guys can please give us uh, reviews, go onto the iTunes, uh, the iTunes, the iTunes. <laughs> go onto the internet in the iTunes, <laughs> rate us five stars, please. If you like an episode, share it. If you listen to us, send us to your gym owners. Um, anything you can do to help the show, we'd really appreciate it. Um, all right. So without further ado, Pritz, uh, let's say that I'm a gym owner who has a shitty website or maybe no website. Um, first things first, what platform should I be on? Um, first things first, if you don't have a website, that should be like number one priority. Um, with the way things are going these days, it's obviously getting more and more, um, internet based. So, um, nowadays I would say 90 five percent of the people that uh i would say more than that 98 percent of the people that come check out performance 360 um do so by searching online first um very few people call um and typically even if they do call it's because they search performance 360 and a phone number pops up um so number one if you don't have a website get with the times just figure out how to get a website 
um, even if it costs money. Uh, that's one thing that you don't want to skimp on. Number two, if you already have a website and you're thinking about upgrading or switching over, you just don't like it, um, my recommendation is WordPress, uh, WordPress platform. Um, what WordPress is, it's an open source platform, so you know it's a general um, you know, software, if you will, that allows anybody around the world to go in and add plugins, add modifications, basically do whatever they want with it. Um, and it's an incredible platform. As with everything, uh, there are downsides, um, security and stuff like that. Like we've had our website hacked before. Um, fuckers. And, yeah, fuckers. Um, and so it's just a matter of dealing with that at the time, but there's steps you can take to prevent that. Um, but it is by far the best platform out there. All kinds of new stuff pops up, free website builders, um, all these other tools and stuff like that. WordPress is continuing to grow and continuing to get better, and they have uh, thousands of people working on this platform. So um, it's just kind of constantly evolving and keeping up with the times. So. Yeah, one thing I love about WordPress is like I'm, I'm, I'm not a website guy. Like I said, I have no idea how to do any type of coding, any type of website building. And um, I went in there and maybe like over the course of a week, I very, very easily learned how to do it. Mm -hmm. um, it's very templated. And so even if you have no website experience, like we were lucky enough to have Pritz um, to, to, you know, help the business on the website end of things. But even if you're kind of like an idiot like I am with that stuff, um, it's very, very, very easy to learn, and you can build something that looks pretty damn good. And we'll get into how you were able to do that, but that was basically an add-on tool um, that I installed that creates the back end like a drag-and-drop template. Mm -hmm. um, so it allows you to drag-and-drop rather than coding. So you know, let's say in the you know 10 years ago, um, if you wanted two columns on your website, you would have to program that in. But with this drag and, drag and drop template that we installed, it allows you to drag a column, drag a second column, and then automatically inputs the code. Yeah, that's what I love about <clears throat> society today is you, you increasingly have to be less and less capable. Yes. It just gets made <laughs> for you. Um, okay, so WordPress, that's the, that's the, um, the platform to be on. Let's yep. say I'm starting to build my website now or I'm maybe just kind of doing a self-audit of it. And I'm trying to figure out the overall theme of it. Do I want to prioritize visual aesthetics, having it look badass, having it look cool? Or do I want to prioritize functional navigation? Or is there a way to do both? Um, I, the answer to that is you have to do both. Um, you know, a lot of people get caught up in the visuals and say like, I'm going to make this look awesome. There's going to be all these like streaming movements and like stuff going on that's constantly giving you like, visual cues of what to do and that's great and all but if the functionality behind it um, the navigation how the site works uh, basically giving the information to people as they want it if that's not there then the visuals don't mean anything um, I think one of the biggest problems when you do um, you know a search and you pull up a website and you start browsing through it is not being able to find the information that you want um, and we'll get into pricing um, or perhaps too much information or perhaps too much information we were I was just messing around um, as we were setting up and I pulled up a, a site you know back in my hometown and it was just like it was crazy how much information they had how many different options they had for somebody that wants to get started at your gym you want to make it as, as easy as possible to get to where they want um, and ultimately that is to come try the gym mm -hmm. so um, we'll get into some, some more specifics about that in a little bit, but 
Um, visual is like very, very important. You know, we're in a visual society these days where everything, um, you know, you, you just have visual stimulation everywhere. So you need your site to stand out, look professional, be consistent with your branding. I think that's a big thing. Like our website is black and white. Um, we kind of have moved all of our uh, social media to black and white. Uh, the only time we do color stuff would be what like, if like content content like, like postable content articles stuff yeah. like that um that so, way it kind of it it differentiates between this is like a community post and this is like a content post yeah um so make sure that website is consistent with your branding you see a lot of gyms that um you know they'll hire somebody to do their website and you know what if you hire somebody to do your website they don't know what your identity as a as a gym is um so if you do hire somebody to build your website um, make sure that you're working hand in hand with them and telling them uh, every little detail that you want in terms of colors, content, layout, everything. Um, you know, because that stuff just reinforces uh, when people walk through the door basically what you're all about and reinforces like the purpose of, mm -hmm. of your gym and being there. And we probably should have said this at the beginning, but if you guys want to follow along to what we're saying, just you can go to our website. It's perform dash 360.com uh www.perform hyphen 360.com um yeah and one thing i'll just kind of contribute to that on the visual end of things is it's not as much of an issue as it once was but a few years ago back when you had to really spend a lot of money to get quality imagery and videos um there was you know invest in technology that's going to get you quality stuff so yep. around our gym like people are always laughing at me because i have like the lens attachment on my phone. I have two different kinds of those. We have like the camera with the nice lens on it. Um, you know, spend some money on that stuff. It'll cost you a thousand bucks, maybe one time. Um, and then you have great images, great videos that are the outward representation of your brand because people are going to judge you immediately, whether it's social media or on the website based on the quality of your content. If it looks like crap, they're going to think you're crap. Yeah. And, you know, that stuff means a lot more than you think. Um, you know, just in terms of money that we spend on our website, we used to be as cheap as possible with everything that we did. And slowly as we grew the gym and we were able to have more money to spend, um, you know, we spent that money on, like you said, investing in the infrastructure. Um, we now pay like 10 times as much for hosting the website as we used to because it cut our um, site speed in half. Mm -hmm. So when people go to your website, you know, if it takes eight seconds to load, you know, people don't have that. I leave kind of all the time. It's, it's pathetic, my attention span. But Me too. Especially on my phone, like depending on what my service is, if something isn't loading and like, I mean, five seconds, I'm out of there. Yeah. And that's sad, but that's just the state that we're in. Yeah. So, I mean, we spend a lot of money just to make our site twice as fast, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and that stuff adds more benefit than just the site speed. Um, you're talking about even in uh, Google, if Google crawls your site and they see that your site speed is faster than somebody else's, they're going to give you a little bump on your right. site on, rankings. Nerd. What does <laughs> crawls your site mean? Okay, so Google is a search engine. They show you results when you type in a question or a search query. So let's just say you type in, um, you know, Jim in Memphis, Tennessee. So Google has all these robots that crawl all of the websites in the in the whole world, essentially. But then it takes all that data and says, this, this website or this group of websites are relevant to this search. And it shows them in order based on 
what it deems most relevant to your search query. So Google is constantly evaluating you so that they maintain their own credibility for the searches that they return to their users. Yes. So in a sense, they're constantly evaluating you. If your website is not up to a lot of their standards, they're going to devalue and derank you because they don't want people to go elsewhere for a search engine. Correct. And Google, I will say one of the best things about Google is uh, they are so hyper aware of their users that they do everything and they can to give you the best quality results for your search query. So, you know, it's not like some big corporation that's like trying to steer you in this direction because they have some, you know, alternate, um, you know, benefit by sending you to this place. It is all like very strict on we want to give the user the best experience. So we're going to give them the most relevant results to their search query. Okay. So now when I asked you earlier, visual aesthetics <clears throat> or functional navigation, what would you even classify or explain to somebody as functional navigation? Um, number one, having links to all of your content from the homepage um, or a menu or whatever you want to say. Um, having it clearly laid out. Um, you know, Google is, they've built this search engine to be so intelligent that it crawls page to page and kind of maps, you know, if you're on this page, how easy is it to get to this other page? So having links to um, all your different pages, having um, not only in the menu, but on the page itself. So if you're talking about memberships and you say, you know, come give us a, a try and you hyperlink, come give us a try to your trial page, that makes it easier for Google to crawl that page and then crawl your trial page because there's a link to it um, and all kinds of stuff like that. So it's basically saying, um, you know, your users are able to easily navigate this site. So I'm going to um, consider this like a very, a, a better site than another one that doesn't have the same linking structure. So I'm a big homepage guy. Like I love website homepages. I want them to be the perfect combination of enough interest to stimulate next clicks, but I also want it to take you and take me, the user, in the right direction. Right. So what's a good balance between content that you want on the website plus also leading somebody, which in the case of owning a gym, you want people to go to your trial process. You want them to ultimately end up getting into your system somehow to try a class. So how do you manage that on the homepage between too much versus not enough? Well, you know, you look at our homepage, the first thing that you see is a slider. Um, that's all the visual right there. Um, visual representation of what people are going to be doing when they come into the gym. Um, you know, we put a lot of time and effort into those images and what is displayed there. Um, I think, was it, it was Christmas in our last episode that talked about choosing those images for their slideshow as well. And they, yeah. you know, down to the very detail of, you know, male or female in there. Yeah. Um, and I, I think too, sorry to cut in, but, um, that is entirely dependent on your demographic that you're in. Absolutely. So, you know, you want those images to reflect the large nature of the demographic that you're in. If you're in a place that's, you know, a lot of older people, moms and dads, and all of your images are younger people that, you know, look a way that these people aren't ever going to look, that's going to be turning those potential customers off. Vice versa, if you're in a younger area like we are in Pacific Beach, you want to fill that site with people that look like people in your area. Yeah. Um, so it's it, it all matters very much. And when Christmas Abbott was on, she talked about how 
hers is a very selective mix of like high level games, athletes, everyday people, you know, they, they, they're in Raleigh, an enormous place. Um, so they have, they don't, they certainly don't have a homogenous demographic. So they want to touch on a little bit of kind of everybody that's in that region. Yeah. Very good point. Um, you know, that, that's the visual aspect is when they land, you know, within one second, they get a feeling about what this place is about. Um, and that's one thing like your DNA. Yeah, it's like your DNA as a gym, and we get compliments from people all the time that are like, "Oh, I went to your website and I loved it. Like, I couldn't wait to get started." And it's like, "Wow, like you didn't know a whole lot about us, but you landed on our site, saw the imagery and the visualization of it, and you were like, I want to go to this place.'" And to be honest with you, this has taken us five and a half, six years to achieve. Yeah, it's very you know, the chances of you nailing your website in the first go around and having it just be perfect are extremely minimal. You want to be constantly evaluating what you're doing, constantly paying attention. We'll get into like the metrics that we'll, that we'll go over. Um, but you know, th- that's kind of the reason why we feel so confident in making these assertions on this show is this is an area that we've spent so much time testing, being terrible at, yep. being average at, good at. And now we're at the point where we feel like it's, it's very good. Um, and we've gone through all these kind of trials and tribulations to get there. And, you know, you, you kind of talked of me as an expert in this stuff and that I wouldn't consider myself an expert. There are people that are far more qualified at building websites and SEO and stuff like that. Um, I know how to do it, but I'm not an expert. So just because you don't necessarily know a whole lot about this stuff, it doesn't mean that you can't learn quickly and do this stuff yourself. Um, so I just kind of wanted to mention that real quick. Um, in terms of the navigation aspect, um, you know, everybody's goal, like you talked about, you want people to come try out your gym. Mm-hmm. That is the number one goal. Um, so hang on. That's one thing that I want to really just harp on before you get going is the goal is not to look like the coolest gym in the world. It's to get people to try the gym. Yes. And like i when we first opened, I had this, I was obsessed with like wanting to look a certain way, but you have to be enticing. So that's a very important, you know, kind of thought that people need to get across is it's not about, you know, making yourself look as amazing as possible. It's about getting people to try your gym, which means you have to relate to them. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of what we talked about with those visuals and who are on those images and, you know. And even just the content of the writing as yeah. well. Yeah, uh, you, you see a lot of people going off that content thing. You see a lot of people write very, like, corporate because that's what they feel like they should be doing. And I would say writing as you would talk to somebody is much more effective. Um, you know, but going back to the number one goal is you want people to try your gym. That is how you become a successful business. Um, you need to make it very easy and very clear to get to that point. Um, so for example, for us, we have a start here button as the first button up top. And we also have an image below the slideshow that says, uh, try a free class. So whether you're the type of person that likes to look at that homepage and scroll down, you'll see that try a class button, you click there, goes to the same place as if you click start here. And that's going to pull up a page that allows people to choose a class to come into, which I think is so important because nine out of 10 websites that we see out there has a some sort of contact form. Put in your contact information and we'll contact you. That, you know, you're going to limit like 
50% of the people that you end up getting a hold of and that eventually come try out your gym because you're creating a not only an extra step, but like a long extra step. Mm-hmm. Um, if people are on your website now, they want to they wanna come into the gym now or they want to at least take that next step to come check it out now. If you submit your contact information and then you know two days later you get a call from a number that you don't know, you're going to block it. Um, you get an email from somebody you don't know, um, you know, you, you might look at it, but your feelings might have changed. You might have been highly motivated when you were on the site, and now you're not. Maybe things are just like a little bit crazy. So you're just basically cutting out a large portion of people that might have come try your gym. Um, so that's the, impo- the importance of like navigation and ease of use on that end. And one thing, too, that I want to touch on is we very strategically on our website – so, you know, you mentioned that on the same page, we have a start here and a try free class. They go to the same exact place. However, they're labeled completely differently because when people are on the website, somebody might be mentally ready to, quote, get started. Mm-hmm. So they want to click a button that says get started. However, some people might think get started means, whoa, 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 I don't want to I'm join ready, your gym. Yeah. Uh, I just want to try it out. So we have a try free class. Now they go to the same place and they net the same things, but mentally you're reaching people on the exact same wavelength that they're visiting your site on. And it might sound very minor, but getting into customer and behavioral psychology with all that stuff is very important to generating the maximum amount of people as you can. Yeah. Like you said, relating to people and Mm -hmm. that that's even on a thought process basis. So um, for those people that like you said, are ready to get started, boom, you've connected with them right there. For those people that aren't ready, but they just want to try and sample a class, boom, you've connected with those people right there too. So, um, you know, matching those individuals that are uh, your customers is, it's like the most important thing so on how many, all levels. How many would you say, you know, we implemented the form on the website maybe about a year ago or so? Something like Something that, like that um, yeah. where it's an actual name, email address, select the time that you want to try out. They fill it out. They get an auto response. If you want to hear all about that process, listen to episode 12. We talk about it in complete detail about our whole free trial process. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what would you say that has done to our entire just conversion or growth process as far as how many hits we get a day on that and just what the what the net improvement of the whole process of getting new members has been. I mean, I would say the end net result in kind of revamping that whole process and implementing it would be probably a 30 to 40% increase in new members um, on a monthly basis. That's humongous. You know, something like that. You know, that's not exact, but I, w- I would put it somewhere in that range. Um, so you're talking about growing by a third more every month um, than you previously did. And that is like enormous. Yeah, absolutely it is. Um, And you can tell just like on the, you know, we get email notifications when somebody selects a free class and there'll be days where that thing gets filled out 10 times. Yeah. And it's just, it's amazing how easy it is to convert people once you give them the opportunity to actually try the business. Yeah. Um, We go through all this effort to get people interested in the business, but we leave out that enormously critical aspect of actually trying it. Right. And simply filling out your email address is not, that's, I'd rather not do that than, than do that. I, I, that would be the, like one of the last things I want to do is just collect an email and then spam people with information about you. You have no idea what they're going to want to hear from you about. You're just kind of throwing a dart blindfolded. Yep. Whereas you allow them to try that class, that whole interaction is completely taken care of and you never got yourself involved at all. Right. Um, and another thing to go off of that is the promotion of like multiple different things 
um, that you're trying to achieve. So um, obviously, you know, on, on a on a side note, you're trying to grow your email list. Um, maybe you're trying to like promote a seminar. Maybe you're trying to promote a kids program. Um, having all of that stuff on the homepage uh, is just going to create conflicting, um, you know, routes for people to go. You want one route, one step, basically come try the gym. Um, Let them get interested in all that other stuff afterwards. Yeah, later. Um, you know, if they're going into your content and they're reading blog articles and they're reading up on that stuff, that's where you might want to try and get them to your email list or, um, you know, maybe they're on a, an article about, you know, a running article and you have a running seminar, that's where you want to like promote your running seminar. So um, on the homepage, on where people are going to visit, make sure that there is one place to go um, and kind of one step to follow to get them in the business. So everybody's on their phones these days, um, way more so than when we started. You know, I think I had a BlackBerry when we opened the gym. And it's just the, Loser. Yeah, the internet is everywhere. I'm addicted to my phone. Lots of us are. More people are on mobile. Talk about the importance of being mobile friendly on the website and what Google's uh, mobile site indexing is all about. Um, well, first off, for our gym, um, we track this. Uh, last year, about a year ago, um, about 60% of visitors to our website came from their mobile phones. That's a high number. That's over half of the people visiting your site are coming on a mobile phone. From a year ago to today, it's up to 70%. It's amazing. 10% um, jump, uh, you know, way, way more majority coming on their mobile phones. So um, you can just see that that is the trend. Obviously, you know, you see people on their phones all the time. We get it. But there's like a direct result that can happen if you uh, make your website mobile friendly. Um, and that's just going to be way more business, uh, way more people coming to your site, way more people spreading the word. It's like an astronomical effect um, by making your site mobile friendly. Um, you know, there's a lot of like, I don't want to say different routes you can go, but there's a, a lot of different options and it might be confusing. The easiest way is if you're using the WordPress platform, like we talked about, is getting a mobile responsive theme. So when you're building your website or you're having somebody to build your website, make sure that you're uh, choosing a mobile responsive theme. Uh, what that means is it resizes your site to whatever device they're on. So um, if they're on a big computer screen, that site is going to change its layout based on that screen. Um, if you're on a mobile phone, it's going to shrink down and show based on that phone. Um, so we were lucky enough to get you know, involved in that a long time ago before it was that relevant. Um, and I believe that that's part of the reason why um, you know, our rankings on SEO are, are better than other people's, or at least slightly part of it. Um, Google is a little bit behind on this, but they're now catching up, and they're releasing their first um, Google mobile indexing, I don't know even what you want to call it, update, if you will. Um, and basically what it's going to do is it's now going to crawl your website from a mobile perspective. Um, so it used to just crawl on your desktop site, um, kind of ignoring all the mobile features. But because mobile is becoming so popular now um, and the norm, it is now taking all of its bots and crawling your site from a mobile perspective. And if you are not mobile friendly, um, you're not going to get uh, penalized per se, but if you are mobile friendly, you're going to get a boost. So, you know, if your site is 
well navigated on a mobile phone, then you're just going to go uh, ahead of everybody else that is not. Yeah, and I think you know that's been one thing that we focused a lot to over the past year as far as our content goes, whether or not it's videos, uh, any type of advertising on Facebook or social media, even articles is, you know, you got to shorten stuff. And that can be hard um, to make things consolidated and condensed in your messaging. But not only are our attention spans dwindling, but when we are on our phone, they are just minute. Right. So with with so many different apps and things on your phone and things to switch to, you want to be catching people's attention. And I mean, you might have 30 seconds max with, with a start to finish interaction with somebody. So you have to think about getting their attention, having them navigate the website and fill out a trial form in like a minute. Yeah. I, I don't know the exact number on that, but it's just less is more when it comes to your content and your website these days because of the fact that like Pritz just said, 70% of people were coming at us from a mobile device rather than a desktop device. And a lot of people, when they're on their phone, you know, they're in a hurry, they're doing whatever. Usually they're going for a specific purpose. So, you know, in the case of a gym or something like that, usually they're trying to find out pricing or maybe they're ready to try a class and they're trying to find that um, that trial class form. So you want to make it as short and sweet as you can and allow them to get to whatever that result is. I know a long time ago, like we were so obsessed with getting like so much information because we felt so confident about our gym. We wanted to tell them about this that we do and that about what we do. And we wanted to like, you know, talk about every little thing that we thought that we were better than everybody else. But ultimately simplifying that and making it easy and straightforward um, got more people into the gym where they can learn about that stuff um, in their trial class or, you know, as a member. Yeah, and you also quickly find that, like, you're not as cool as you think that you are, and people <laughs> really don't give a rat's ass. Yep. Like, they get involved in all that stuff afterwards. They just want to know they're coming to a place that is going to get them results as fun and is kind of what they're looking for. Yeah, yeah, simplicity is, is king there for sure. Um, so any other uh, tips or advice on how people can kind of get themselves ready for this mobile kind of revolution, if you will? Um, you know, that's tough because if you don't know, you know, the technical side of all of this, it's probably very difficult to do yourself. Um, we were lucky enough to kind of do this a couple years ago, so we're not backtracking or having to change things. Um, if you have no idea what you're doing, um, there are some some places that you can go to test um, if your site is mobile friendly, just you know, go into Google and type in like mobile friendly test or something like that. Um, you can find some sites, but um, if you're needing to make changes, uh, a great place to go is a, a site called upwork.com um, and you can hire people from all over the world to do whatever you need for your website. So like anytime something is over my, you know, over my head in terms of technicalities, because um, like I said, I'm not an expert. I'm good at this stuff, but I'm not an expert. There's probably once a month where I need to go get somebody else that has a little bit of a specific uh, skill set to make a change or update something. So just go to Upwork.com. You post what you need done. You'll have people all over the country bid on your job and you know just <laughs> accept what uh, somebody that looks good and, and have them do your stuff. It's super easy. Very good. Um, I want to switch gears here a little bit and talk about pricing. That's something that we've kind of tested a bunch over the years. Do you put pricing on the website or do you not put pricing on the website? 
<laughs> right before he takes a sip of water. I know, right? <laughs> um, well, we put our prices on our website. We're very transparent about our pricing. Um, we believe that it's one of our kind of positive qualifications that we actively um, charge under the market um, and provide what we believe a better quality service than the market. So um, that's something that we promote. Um, I strongly believe that everybody should have their pricing because they're gonna people are gonna find out your pricing eventually. So why not just give it to them up front and that will qualify them. Um, you know, leaving them in the dark, you're gonna get a lot of people that just leave. Um, I'm one of those people. My myself included. Yeah. Like there are so many times where I go to a website looking for their price. Uh, it's not on there, so I'm just like, next, I'll go look somewhere else. Yeah, I think it's all part of just the larger thought that we overvalue ourselves way too much just in business and what we provide. And there's somebody that provides the exact same thing that you do and probably one mile away and maybe multiple people that do that. And when somebody's shopping for a gym, I think it's so unbelievably arrogant to think that they're going to come to your site and like be so marvel, like marveling so much at what you do and think so highly of you when they don't know you yet mm -hmm. to you know, continue with the process if they don't know how much you cost. Yeah. Like, and I get the strategy behind it. You know, a lot of our listeners run CrossFit gyms, they run higher premium gyms and you know, you don't want people to be turned off because of the cost. You want them to try and see for themselves. Well, there's definitely some validity to that. However, number one, you might get a lot of people wasting your time. They could come in, try the gym and just be incredibly offended that it's $200 a month. Mm -hmm. um, or number two, like, you just you don't want to lose people based on the fact that they're not getting information that they want on right. there. And I can afford, yeah, you know, I can afford whatever I want to buy more or less. So it's it, it it doesn't. I don't get turned off by it from a um this costs too much. I just get annoyed by it. And it's yeah. like if you're not going to tell me how much something costs, I'm not going to pick up the phone and call you. Yeah. I'm going to go to somebody that does the same thing as you that's going to tell me how yep. much you cost. Um, so as far as the next step on that, what's your philosophy on pricing as far as pricing structure? Um, how many options, what's too much, what's too little, what's the sweet spot for the amount of offerings that you should have? Well, actually I want to mention something on the previous comment. So that is like conceptually why we put the price on, um, data driven. It cut the people trying our gym by half when we took the pricing off and tested that. So literally we kept the same price, had everything else the same. We did not display the price on the website and we had probably, not probably, we had around half the people come in to try a class than we did. Wow. And it's, uh, you got a bunch of different emails from that where it was just taking up a ton of your time having yep. to answer questions on price, right? Yep. Uh, pe you know, people want to know that. So if you do not provide them with that information, at least some of them, you know, are interested enough to find it out. Um, but then that just requires a lot of time. Like we had a lot more phone calls, which were closed part of the day. So we're not going to get some of those phone calls. Um, and a lot of emails that are just taking up your time for, um, you know, something that you can just provide them right up front. Yeah. I'm just such a big believer in like the 21st century. And it's why <laughs> like in setting up our 401k, I'm just so annoyed. Like you want me to print this out on papyrus and like take out my ink scroll and write info on it and then mail it 
to a mailman that's going to hand it to you. Right. It's like, are you kidding me? For information that you already have. Yeah, and like you should not be answering the phone telling somebody how much you charge. Yeah. Like that is just a ridiculous concept to me. Yep. Have that on the website. Allocate your time for stuff that's going to actually grow or better manage your business, not answering just ridiculous questions. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of our listeners, you know, they listen to the podcast because they want to create more efficient systems for doing things. Um, a lot of times people get stuck working in the business, you know, on the day-to-day stuff rather than the larger things that grow the gym. Um, and it's a lot of little stuff like this. Um, you know, if you create that efficient trial process and make it seamless and easy, then you have a lot of other time to spend um, doing other things, essentially. And if you charge a lot, own it. There's got to yeah. be a reason why you charge a lot. It must be because you're an extremely good gym um, that does things great. So, show that off, yeah. show that off and show the price tag on it. And don't be afraid to kind of own who you are or what you're, what type of person you're servicing. Yeah. There's a lot of people that shop on highest price. Um, you know, they're, they're out there looking for something that is costing more than something else because in their head, they perceive that to be a higher value. Right. So if that is you, if your gym is one of those people that charge higher than everybody else, you know, give it a reason for charging that much. And, and like you said, own it. Okay, so what are some of the re- or what are some of the ways that people can think about their pricing as far as how many options they offer? I know we've it's one of the things that we've constantly adjusted over the years. Um, you know, we have our month-to-month options, and then we have our voluntary contract options. Right. So, talk a little bit about that and what you see is kind of the best way to do that. Simplicity, um, less is more. Uh, the more options you create, a lot of times people think like. Oh, I want to, you know, get every person. Somebody might want to come in uh, twice a month. Somebody might want to come in five days a week. Uh, I'm going to create a plan that's tailored towards each and every individual, um, and that just creates confusion for people. Uh, simplicity is king. Um, you know, I wouldn't just say one option, but you know, have as few as possible. Um, we have three options: two a week, three a week, unlimited, um, and then we also have the option to take ten dollars off a month of each of those if you commit to a six-month contract. Um, so very straightforward. Um, similar but also slightly different than that is a lot of CrossFit gyms have foundations, on-ramp programs, um, you know, one-on-one training and stuff like that to get you started. Try to limit as much as you can of that, at least in the copy. Um, you know, when people go to that pricing page, they want to know exactly what you charge and what it all means, like immediately. They don't want to have to read through, um, you know, paragraphs and paragraphs of, you know, to get started this way, it's going to be this much. However, if you're more of a one on one person, you can do the one on one foundations and it's going to be this much. And, you know, all these different options, it just creates confusion, it creates procrastination. So people are not going to be. Uh, as likely to come in and check out your gym. Yeah, I know there's a couple of gyms in our area that have one option, and it's something that we had we thought about doing for a while a few years ago. I totally get the rationale behind it. You want the whole Steve Jobs Apple approach of extremely simple. This is our membership, and it's unlimited. Mm-hmm. And I do think there is a lot to be said for that. However, I think that the grave mistake in that is you're really overestimating the intensity level of one's commitment and Mm -hmm. you're assuming that everybody is going to be stoked on the value of unlimited whereas there are a lot of people that are going to want to come twice a week and be totally fine with that Mm -hmm. so they don't want to pay for something that they're not going to truly use unlimited if they are 
by design not wanting to go at that level of frequency. Um, a lot of people at our gym are on the two-week option. A lot of um, people. It's a great way to grow your membership without taking up a ton of space in the gym. Um, so I think you do leave quite a bit on the table if you go with the single membership approach. Yeah, I mean, you know, take two members on a twice-a-week plan. That's four times a week for those two members. Take somebody on the unlimited plan, and let's just say they're coming four days a week. So two times your 2x per week membership um, is going to be greater than that one person on an unlimited membership. Right. So you're able to fit more people and create a larger revenue um, than just charging unlimited and having people come um, you know, as much as they want. Yep. So... Uh, so you talked a little bit before about how we use Google Analytics and how we track a lot of stuff and all the back end. We're constantly looking at the metrics. Um, what does tracking via Google 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 Google, <laughs> Google <laughs> Analytics even entail? Um, and why should people care about all that stuff? Uh, first off, Google Analytics is a free tracking platform, so no reason not to use it. Uh, it's incredibly easy to get set up if you don't know anything about websites or how to do that. Again, go to Upwork.com, hire somebody for 20 bucks to do it. Um, and then it allows you to basically have an insight into your users and how they navigate your site. Um, you know, For an example, um, let's say people land on your homepage and the first button they're clicking is pricing and they go to that pricing page and then you learn that uh, 80% of the people after viewing your pricing page leave and they don't come back. That might say that you are disconnected from your market in your pricing. However, let's just say they go to your pricing page and after the pricing page they click on the free trial class. You're probably more in line with you know your market and people are taking that next step to come try the gym. So um, that's just one example. There's all kinds of different examples. Um, Secondly, if you learn that a certain page has a high bounce rate, meaning um, you know people land on that page and the first action they take from that page is to leave, uh, that's going to hurt your rankings on Google. So we talked about SEO. We'll talk a little bit more about it. Um, you want to find those pages, and if they're not converting well, um, to taking another step, and that another that another step could be going to a different page, maybe our coach's page or location, whatever it is. You want people on your site as long as possible. Um, so if you have a page that has a extremely high bounce rate, you need to change something on it. It might be wording, it might be imagery, it might be everything, but there is a problem with that page, and you need to change it. Maybe just deleting it altogether. Yes, or... possibly. Okay. Um, you know, think about what is relevant information. You know, if you browse all kinds of websites, you just you read about crap that you just don't need to know about at this stage in the game. Um, and so, a lot of times, maybe it's just deleting those pages. So, what would you say for gyms to focus on? You know, we've made mention a few times of stuff you don't need to know about. Let them get interested in that later. What are some homogenous topics for any gym owners listening that would fall under quote stuff people need to know about um location pricing um trial classes i like the coaching staff i'm a big one on that because i think that gets that allows people to get to know the people behind your gym um
And then we're big on members area stuff. So um, we have a separate tab for members that they can view the workouts, they can see the schedule, they can see all the stuff that's pertinent to members only. And that's kind of on a separate, um, separate tab. Um, but, you know, there's some stuff that we have people browse through if they want it. Um, but I would say that those, what was that, four? Four things are like vitally necessary. Yeah, and I think too, you know, every gym out there is going to be uniquely different, even if it falls under the same flag. And I think that, you know, too often we try to explain what we are in words. And the website, in my opinion, should feel the reflection of your DNA. Like mm-hmm. if you have to tell somebody what you're like, you're probably not doing a great job at conveying it. So I just think people need to think about that as the overall theme of the site from somebody that's not as technically knowledgeable um, as more of a user of a website that, you know, how does it look? How does everything tie together? What's just the, I'm on this website for five seconds and, and how do I feel? Like that should, in my opinion, like kind of tell the story of your gym and the rest of it should be much more about just the, the logistics of everything that you just mentioned. Yeah, a, a good example that I can think of right now is, um, you know, my family's going to be in Palm Springs, so I'm meeting them out there. And I was given the task of finding a golf course to play for, for my brothers and my dad. And, uh, you know, I wrote a, I read a few articles on, like, golf courses in the area, and I clicked on their sites. And there was this one site that I clicked on. It popped up with, like, this weird green in the background and like a small box that said you know call us today for tea times and like that was it pretty much it was just like it looked crappy i had to call i'm not gonna not about to call um who calls yeah and like talks on the phone just immediately (laughs) exited out like could not have left faster um you know because nowadays golf websites they have the ability to book a tea time get prices for that exact tea time, all that stuff online. This one website did not. I can't even tell you the name of the course because I lasted two seconds on this site before I was just like, nope. And it just, it gave me that bad feeling of, you know, they're not going to put in effort into their website. Mm -hmm. So you obviously aren't going to put effort on your course, on your maintenance, anything like that. So the good news is you found those websites, and that's kind of the next topic that I'd like you to speak a little bit about is search engine optimization. Yep. Um, single most important thing that people can do. Why is this so important for gym owners to focus on, and why does this matter for the bottom line so much? Um, well, for us, like I said earlier, it has increased our membership by 20% on a monthly basis, um, just actively doing search engine optimization. Um, I will be the first to say I don't know a ton about it. I know the basics. Uh, Everything that I know about it, I have read from blogs. Yeah, so just real quick too, this is something that we've been working on a ton over the last few years. Um, I'm not even going to pretend I know anything about it. I pretty much just do what Pritz tells me to do when we're making web pages and things like that. So throughout you know, four or five years being open in an extremely competitive market that we're in in San Diego, we return either the first or the second result in gyms when you search our area. Yeah. Like number one at the top of the Google website. Yeah. I, it so the, Google the, website. I just sounded <laughs> like I was 80 years old. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, there's all kinds of different keywords that people search for. A keyword is if you type in um, San Diego gym, that's considered a keyword or a grouping of keywords. So, you know, when somebody types in San Diego gym, who's going to show up first? 
Um, search en engine optimization is about uh, doing a bunch of tactics that makes Google think that your site is the most relevant answer to that search query. So there's all kinds of th things that you can do. This, you know, this would be a 20 episode podcast on SEO, so I'm not going to get into the details. But you know, read blogs, uh, sign up. Are there for, any podcasts or blogs that people could read to go educate themselves on? Um, to be honest, I don't know them off the top of my head. I subscribe to three or four um, email lists that send me out, you know, information on new stuff that's happening. It's like SEO Hacker, um, SEO Brain, or something like that. You know, to be honest, I don't know the names of those specific ones. I just look at the title of the article. If it's something I want to read, I click on it. Um, they just come through my email. So um, just type in like SEO Help or SEO. Um, you know, blog or topics and stuff like that, and just start start reading this stuff. Um, SEO guide, you know, there's a lot of beginner guides to this stuff, um, and this is like one of those things that just has the most dramatic effect on your business. Um, and there's a reason that companies charge two to three thousand dollars a month to do this stuff for you, like two to three thousand dollars a month to do this. So, yeah, that's um, amazing. I mean, that that has to mean that there's return in that. Otherwise, that business wouldn't exist. Exactly. And there is. I mean, like I said, 20% increase in business from, you know, where we were a few years ago um, just through this stuff. And using Google Analytics, you can track all this. That's the coolest part. You can track when somebody um, searches a specific keyword. You can see, you know, how they went to your website, what page they clicked on, and then ultimately if they signed up for that trial class. And Google, I mean, they want to give this to you. They want to give this information to you. If you have a better website, you're just contributing to their better library of things that they return for people. Yep. So, you know, let Google help you. <laughs> it's kind of the theme of that. Cool. So what are some interactive tools that can kind of separate? You know, we've got the basics down. Let's say you have a really good website. Let's say you do know what what you are doing on this. What are some tools that WordPress allows um, that you can kind of add features to that create a better user experience? Um, well, because it is an open source software platform, um, there are literally like probably hundreds of thousands of plugins, they're called plugins, um, that can add some sort of feature to your site. Um, some of the ones that we use, um, Fusion Core, which is what I installed that allows us to do the drag and drop and like super easy to um, create a layout and back end for the website. Um, yeah, I just want to co-sign that one. That That's an amazing, if you have like an email list or if you use MailChimp or Constant Contact and you create those templates for the emails, that's exactly what this is like for a website. Yep. And it's it's so cool. It just lays everything out for you step-by-step step in, a, in a, any type of format that you can possibly think of. I absolutely just, I love that tool. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, in addition to that, it also gives you all kinds of extra, like, you know, bonus stuff that you can uh, implement. Like, um, have you ever seen those uh, those things where, like, you go to a website and it starts a counter up to, like, you know, 99% of people recommend us and it, like, starts at zero and it slowly counts up. Just a lot of, like, little tools like that that kind of, you know, add some uh, visualization to your website. Um, Google Analytics, we talked about that. That's something that you can install on the back end of your WordPress so it syncs up with uh, Google Analytics website. 
um, gravity forms. So this is what we use for our trial process, um, collecting you know when people want to submit information, and then we can get back to them. Um, Instagram feed is one, so it displays our Instagram feed, which um, you know is I think very important to show that you have social content on there. Um, the more kind of social content you have out there, number one, it helps your SEO. Number two, if you go to one website that is just static information and then you go to another one that has like uh, Instagram posts, Facebook posts, just like interactive stuff that's going on, you're going to trust that site more because you can see that they're constantly uh, updating and you know communicating with people. Um, yeah, in, in sidebar episode 22 – all about social media. Yeah, Social media is awesome. Start embracing it um, and then get it on the website like Pritz was talking about. But definitely check out that episode to see kind of our thoughts on that. Yeah. And also, um, if you go to our website, perform-360.com and click on the podcast um, button, I'm going to list a lot of these tools on there in case you um, kind of want to go back and, and click on the links to those sites. Um, we also have a pop-up um and email collection tool called Optin Monster, um, which is the best one. I've tried probably 20 of them. Um, that's by far the best. Uh, we also have stuff like this P3 plugin that's a plugin enhancer, so it takes all of our plugins and like makes sure that they run smoothly and effectively and faster um, because as you add layers to your website and tools and stuff like that, then the site is going to have more... Um, you know, data being transferred and it's going to slow down the site. So you want to make sure that you're using tools that are going to speed it up from there. Um, so that's what that does. Uh, we use Revolution Slider for the slider homepage. We use uh, Sumo Me for social tools. Like uh, if you click on one of our articles, you can see how many people shared that article on Facebook, which is awesome. Um, you know, going back to like behavioral um, studies, if you know that other people are doing something, you're more likely to do it. Um, so you see other people interacting with these articles, then that's going to basically tell you that other people care about this and it's important and it's going to reinforce uh, the information in that article to you. Um, we do WP Google Maps, which is going to give you like a cool feature that maps your business um, so people can see where you are. And then most important, Yoast SEO, which is going to make SEO, search engine optimization, optimization so much easier for you um, if you install that plugin and watch their video tutorials and kind of read through that and uh, see how it works. So those are all the tools that we use on ours um, and all of them like have their own little uh, small impact that all collectively make our website very, very uh, strong from a visual, functional, SEO, everything. Yeah, to quite strong. Strong to quite strong, yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. Well, I think that's a wrap for us today. Do you have anything else to add for people? No. Um, other than it's really easy to put the stuff off. Uh, we put the stuff off a lot, um, and it's stuff that we're now good at. So um, make it a priority. Just tell yourself, I'm going to do this. Spend some money on it. Use that Upwork.com. There's also like Guru.com if you um, want to see what else is out there. But just do something to your website to make it better and get it done. Awesome, guys. Thanks so much for listening. If you happen to watch it all on the uh, Instagram stories, thank you for checking it out. We're going to try and do this on a semi-regular basis. Um, other than that, we'll post it once it's live. As always, please continue to share. Check out all of our past episodes and let us know how we can help. Thanks, guys. See you.